The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and at amazon.com. Sandra, you have a relative who stole from you? Well, it's not actually. It's a daughter-in-law's brother. Okay. And uh, he's quite fond with computers and has repaired our computers before. Yeah. And uh, we invited him into our home and paid him well, and he did a great job. And my mother, who my just mother, uh, had gotten a new card after my dad's passing and was in the drawer. Didn't realize it was gone until we got a statement. A new a new credit card? Credit card. Once my dad passed away, yeah. they had to reissue it. So okay. we in the drawer. Mom hadn't used it. All of a sudden, we get a statement showing these charges. Well, we couldn't. We thought maybe Mom had dropped it. We didn't know it was him. Yeah. Called the police, did all the things they were supposed to do. Yeah. Come to find out. When my my son-in-law went and looked at the gas station and saw a picture of the person, he was so upset for my mother because she's grieving over my dad, and now she's got a credit card left. And well, uh, wait a minute, slow that down. I didn't quite hear that last <laughs> sentence. Yeah, go ahead. My my son-in-law was so worried for my mother, who was quite upset over this. Right, this maybe she dropped <coughs> her card. And, right, you're you know, worried about identity almost, theft yeah. and the rest. Right, yeah, and she's almost eighty, just lost her husband anyway. Yeah. He looked at the, got someone to show him the film at the gas station, and sure enough, this is who it was. So rather than, we had already turned it into all the law enforcement. Yeah. And we, you know, maybe this was the problem. We should have gone to my daughter-in-law and son-in-law and said, hey, what's going on? But my mother felt very strongly that she should proceed, that if someone did that, they should be responsible. Oh, wonderful. Um, I like you. I like her. And our family, we have a very functional family. My yeah. husband and I have been married 38 years. We have yeah. three children. You know, we yeah. are law-abiding and honest people. Yeah. So my do- when they, the detective finally went to his house to find him, Yeah. and word of it got to my daughter-in-law. My daughter-in-law called me screaming on the phone. Yeah. How dare you? Turn in her Why brother. Why you call us? Yeah. Um, I've put up with you for 18 years huh. with all this shenanigans. Yeah. You are dead to me. Yeah. Hung up. Yeah. Now, well, that's going to affect your relationship with your son. Yeah. Well, this is the problem. Now, let me just say, this girl, who I've done everything I can, I took her in when she had just turned 18. She lived with us for four years. Yeah. She was my son's friend, not a girlfriend at the point. Yeah. Saved enough money to buy her own home. I mean, she's very successful. She's driven. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we've done a lot for her. We've loved her. We've cared for her. Mm-hmm. And it's just been a constant turmoil. She has a lot of dysfunction in her family. And we have a warm, loving family who have tried so hard. Yeah. And so this happened. I haven't seen my son or my three little grandchildren in two months. Okay. And I've chosen for once not to try to fix because I don't think that we're at fault. I think they owe us an apology. Right. But I'm always smoothing and fixing and trying. Right. And it's just, it's it's very, very upsetting to me. You know, I have three kids, and I'm very close to them. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, what do I do now? So what your son is now? siding with her. Your son isn't torn? He isn't trying to... My son is very torn, and I think my gut feeling is that she is saying, you talk to your mother, then fine, you choose her over me. Okay, I, so she's drawing you know, a line in the sand. I, she's threatening the relationship and the, the integrity of the relationship. That's not, I don't know for <coughs> sure. But I called my son, I uh, sent him a text, I let it go for four weeks, and I thought, I'm not going to say a word. I always say something. Yeah. I always fix it. Okay. There's numerous things with her. And, Beca- because uh, what works with her? 
I said, well, I sent him a text, and I said, if you don't want me to, you know, bother you anymore, you tell me. Yeah. He called me. He says, Mom, I love you. I'm trying to work it out with her. Yeah. And I said, all right, well, you know, it's just, you shouldn't have to choose between your mother and your wife. There's room for both of us, and, you know, I respect that you love her and are standing by her, but get the facts. This right. Is what, you know, well, this- so I... Yeah. I was able to have a conversation with him and tell him how I felt and what I said. Yeah, so there was a hug that went on between you and him, yeah. and you know that he loves you. It's not That's not the question. The question is, he's in an awful moral, he's in a moral bind right now, Sandra. Yeah. And, um, and you have made a different choice. Instead of enabling or groveling or trying to be the fix-it person or apologizing for something you don't feel sorry for doing, it, it it's... Um, you're taking the moral high ground, and properly so. And it sounds like uh, you're protecting your mother. You're protecting anyone else who could be, who could be a victim of this guy. And the fact that your daughter-in-law has a brother who's a thief. Hey, I got to interrupt this because we've got to pay some bills. Thirty seconds. That's it. A very quick ad, and then Alan will be back. Romance. Oh, I wish guys knew more about what we want from a relationship. Boy, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Ah, here it is. The Selfish Path to Romance. A serious romance guidebook. Download Chapter 1 for free at SelfishRomance.com and buy it at Amazon.com. Hmm, The Selfish Path to Romance. That is interesting. And the fact that your daughter-in-law has a brother who's a thief, she's got to deal with that. Your ex- well, the, the, the nice part about the whole situation was that after my mother, you know, after this all happened and I came home and I, I, I just was shocked. I said, Mother, she just called me. This is what she said. Yeah. I said, I, I'm, I'm shocked. She said, well, first of all, she said, you shouldn't have said anything to her. I said, I was trying to give her the facts of what had happened. Right. And right. she said, first of all, she said, it's not your place to solve it. And I'm the one, my mom said, yeah. I'm the one that was pressing the charges. Yeah. When she found out about the boy and that he was trying to get his life back on track and has two small kids and right. said I was desperate, he wrote, he, he talked to my mother. And my mother said, here's what I want you to do. I'm going to drop the charges. If you promise me, you're going to save money. You're going to let me know how you're doing and never do this again. Yeah. I am going to give you a chance. And what happened? I know we're down to the last few seconds. So. He, he, okay. He wrote us. He wrote thank yous to everybody. We haven't heard a thing from him, and this has been a month and a half ago. Okay. So I, I hear he's doing okay, but... So here is the principle. Um, what my favorite author is Ayn Rand, and in her book Atlas Shrugged, she has a statement. I think this is paraphrased. Those who grant sympathy to the guilty grant none to the innocent. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Those who grant guilt, sympathy to the guilty grant none to the innocent. So your son is between a rock and a hard place because he probably doesn't want to lose the integrity of the marriage. And it really pivots on your daughter-in-law. Your daughter-in-law needs to face the facts that her brother stole. And she could be outraged at the brother. And if she is, that's the healthy part in her. The fact that you reported it might have been the best thing for the brother and for anybody else who would be a victim. And it certainly shows integrity on your mother's part and on your part, too. 
true. So I think you don't need to go groveling. I think you're on the right path. And I think the fact that you periodically may hug your, your son with a text and hug back, he needs to work this through. So listen, I thank you so much for the call, and um, and I think patience, you, in other words, <laughs> uh, yeah, patience, and just going for the long run that you want to stay connected with him. Thank you so much. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on the Rational Basis of Happiness. For more Dr. Kenner podcast, go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance: The Serious Romance Guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and co-author Dr. Edwin Locke. Intimacy is an important part of romantic partners' lives together. Of course, crises can and do cause long intervals between intimate encounters, but many couples allow such temporary interruptions to become normal. Young couples sometimes ask, is it true that sexual attraction normally fades as time goes on? And many do let other aspects of their lives take priority over intimacy, but they don't have to. It is a choice. In the most successful romantic partnerships, sexual intimacy is made a conscious priority. Ideally, sexual attraction is enhanced with time, especially as emotional intimacy deepens. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com and buy it at amazon.com.